The Utah Jazz, after 80 NBA games, are officially eliminated from the playoff picture. It took 80 games for this upstart team to finally be eliminated, but the season will now come to an end on Sunday after the Jazz lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're talking about it next on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. Final score 114 to 98. And the Jazz without Walker Kessler, Colin Sexton, Kelly Alin- or Taylor Horton Tucker, Lowry Markinen, and Jordan Clarkson. Really, we saw a bunch of guys game it, battle, fight, but really be stretched beyond. Like yes. their natural skill set. It's an interesting thing to watch, right? Like it's a kind of an eye-opening to how great a Jordan Clarkson is that scores 20 points a game, that how great a Colin Sexton is who scored 20 points a game, how great a Lowry Markin is who's scoring 25. Like Ochai Abaji, who's been terrific and we're all huge fans of, got, got just stretched tonight like, like a, I don't know, like plastic man beyond where he naturally goes and, you know, ends up shooting a, a uh, low percentage, 6 of 18, tried to figure it out. 0 of 8 from 3. I don't think he got very many good looks. We watched Simone Fontecchio try to do a bunch of things. He he looked overwhelmed at times in it. You watch Kelly Olenek, who kind of probably is the one who's played the biggest basketball of anyone on the roster, does a lot of nice things. He also has seven turnovers tonight because he's trying to play point guard. Like, it was just watching a bunch of guys get really stretched beyond kind of what their natural, rightful order of their role would be in the NBA. And what it is, David, is, is that there's superstars, there's stars, and then there's NBA players. And then I think the most important part of this is your support players that are you get a ch- coaches rely on in a situation like this to become a little bit more than an NBA player. Uh, and for the most part, they can probably get it done for a quarter, get it done for a half. But for the 48 minutes, uh, probably not. You heard um, uh, the coach for the Mark Dagnall talk talk about that before the, before the ball game. And, and I think what the Jazz had out there on the floor on a number of occasions was some very good support players. So um, let's take a guy like Ochai tonight because he's of yeah. immense interest. Does he learn anything tonight? If you do this to every him to every night, I'm utterly convinced you could destroy him. But. We're going to do it to him for two or three nights. Does he learn anything that helps him going forward here, or is it actually just so much that it doesn't help him the way those other nights do? No, I think you learn something, David, if Will continues to talk with him tonight. Because tonight it seemed like he was, you know, obviously he's been working very, very hard on scoring, uh, different ways of scoring, uh, and that was on display. Uh, But when it's not falling, what do I do now? Uh, That that type of thing. You, You you get to the point where if you're going to be a star in this league, those adjustments that you have to make uh, become crucial. Uh, how to get to the free throw line. Um, uh, start doing things without the basketball because most of the things when you see him do now is with the basketball in his hands. One thing on uh, over time, he had zero assists again tonight. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's... That's the it, point I'm making right. there. Yeah, at some point he has to learn that. But that's fine. Like, he just... That's net. Um, Simone... If he's going to be successful in this league, is probably a complementary off the bench piece of your puzzle. Maybe predominantly a spot up shooter that can kind of attack a closeout. I don't. If you can't attack a closeout, I don't think you can play anymore in the NBA. Yeah. Like the old uh, uh, Ryan Anderson type, 
who used to that kind of stretch four that you just placed in the corner and shot threes and can't close. That guy's kind of gone in, from our league. Yeah. Um, you're never going to ask Simone what you're asking him to do tonight. But what is your feeling on what you've seen? He's got the 25-30 game run now. What, have you, what are you seeing? There's just wild inconsistency in his shot. A lot of it might be how much is being asked out of him. I, I totally agree. He's totally uh, a player that is, is probably so used to scoring and so used to being a, a jump shooter. We watched him go to the basket a couple of times tonight. That's what I would like to see more of him um, and and work his way back out to the three-point line. But he comes, he starts the ball game off, I mean, just really bombing away from the three-point line. And, and when, you, when you're not making them, I'm going to make the next one. I'm going to make the next one. And, and then he, struggle, he struggles with that. Um, boy, it's, it's kind of hard for me to read or, or, or say whether or not he or how good of a support player he can be on the basketball. You know, Will Hardy made an interesting comment about Abaji today when, in the pregame when I was talking to him about how if you're only got one way to score, it gets hard. Absolutely. And so a little bit what you're saying about Simone is he's got to find other ways other than just the shot. Right. And that's what they're trying with Abaji right now is these 15, 16, 17 shot nights coming in an array of different ways and manners for him to be able to learn how to do that. Tonight's hard because he's probably the primary focus on the defense as well. Yeah. Uh, Three-point shooting tonight for oh, the Jazz boy. was 5 of 31, which is – not a way that you can probably survive. Uh, the highlight of the night for the Jazz, and might be one of our stars, might be the zone defense. Um, the Jazz really discombobulated the Thunder early in this game with that zone defense. Got them, got them back in the ball game, um, and it, it's been good. It's good, but I'm, I'm finding and I'm realizing now that uh, sometimes they stay in it too long, uh, and and I think uh, like Miami, I think. Uh, they don't run it all the time. I mean, they'll run it in spurts, or it, it might be okay this time. We're going to run it after a made free throw or something like that. Just mix it up a little bit because I think the, the, the Jazz uh, zone is good, and I think they get a lot out of it. But I don't think they can. I think they stay in it just a little bit too long sometimes. Yeah, I think the uh, the different levels on this obviously. You know, they've really been hit and miss on it. They've played a lot. They're playing in 30, 40 possessions a game. It was hit for most of tonight. There have been some bad nights. There have been some 1.4, 1.5 nights where teams have against them. But they, but they were they, good for most of the night tonight until you pointed out really well. The Thunder did some interesting things. Tell people what the Thunder did to, to attack it. Well, I, I just thought, and this is the first time I've seen that, and what it looked like to me that they just didn't put that one guy in the middle. The Jazz sometimes want to break the, the – um, uh, up, up another player, another team zone. Then they might put market in the middle of the floor, and and the, then they'll move the basketball around just to get him the basketball and and see what he can do with it or find it find an open man to pass it to, which is the way most teams do it. But I thought the the Thunder would run a player in there in the middle. If it, if he didn't get the basketball, then he might clear the area and then another player would come through. I mean, just kept moving. And I thought it was awfully difficult to um, to, to stay with that. Well, the, by the end of the night, the Jazz draft position is ninth. And I think is in almost all scenarios going to stay there. Um, but obviously something could possibly... Oh, somebody just proposed to somebody on mid at midcourt after the game tonight. She sticks her finger out. He puts the ring on. He lifts her high in the air. She wraps her legs around him. They kiss. She must have said yes. Well... So that's what the big crowd was waiting for. Huh? And she's 
going to take a three. He proposes. She takes a three. It falls well short. Well short. Let's hope that's the only thing that fell short. Yeah. On that inappropriate line by me, what else we got, Ron? Two stars? Let me, let me add something yeah. with the zone before they go. I understand the Jans working on it a lot because they want to be better at it going into next season. So it sounds like, I mean, it looks to me like this is something that has been successful and they want to continue to work on it. And then it's also something that will be part of their defensive strategy going I think season. that's everything that we've seen here. Everything yeah. we've seen has been in that scope. The, a lot of us have gotten caught up in night-to-night scores, night-to-night standing racing, but I'll give the organization credit. Like, the front office, the coaching staff, have been all unified in one thing, and that is, you know, Lowry Markin and learning how to play with the ball with no momentum, Ochai Abaji getting different opportunities. All of it has been about developing. If they could win in the meantime, yes, that was great, but the focus and the attention was on things for the future, and if they found a way to win in the meantime, that was terrific. They didn't win quite enough, but they won and gave us a fabulous season, and we have two more nights to to enjoy them and, and remember this season. Yeah, absolutely, and I thought at the beginning of the year, uh, it was boy, it was great. And I thought it not only did it surprise us, I thought it surprised management there as well. Yeah, I don't think we thought we were going to be 80 games into the season before right. we were eliminated from the playoffs. I, yeah. I, I think we can all agree on that. All right, who are your stars tonight, Ron? Uh, well, how about Kelly Olenek, point guard Kelly Olenek, you know, there for sure. And, and I'm going to give the other one to Dunn. Chris Dunn, 22.7 yeah. rebounds, 8 assists. Kelly Olenek, 16 points, 14 rebounds, and 8 assists for the Jazz. No triple-double tonight for anyone involved. I, I meant to look and see if that's Kelly Olenek's season high in rebounds. And no, it's not. He was one short. What do you have, 15? 15 is a season high. How about Chris Dunn? Or is what? Points or rebounds? I don't know. Either one. Assists? Done. It's high in rebounds. It's nine. Assists is ten. I guess neither. All right. It's neither. Right. Well, that guy's getting married. They're still here somewhere. Maybe not. Maybe they're off. To Where'd they go? Well, Ron. They're not married yet, David. Oh, well, I guess that then... <laughs> Depends on. Oh no, they're like not together. She's over there taking pictures of other people shooting free throws. He's standing close to her, like, "Hey, like, I just gave you a ring. I'd like a little attention." That wraps us up. Have a good one.